Hello and welcome to episode one of our Ravensbourne podcast, Ravecast. My name is Jack. And I'm Lee. And over the next 30 minutes, we'll help to inform and engage you about all things Ravensbourne. Coming up on this very first episode. That experience in the, in the gallery and being given different briefs. So it was almost like we were working in the industry before we even kind of got to work in the industry, if that makes sense. With the help of the university, um, I've been able to really focus and divert in all the a different arrays of creativity that I didn't know I could be good at. How how easy is it to cast for a show like The Sex Clinic? Do you have people queuing at your door going, yeah, I'll, I'll do that, I'll get my bits out on national television, or do you have to really sell it? But firstly, how are you? I am great. I haven't been in the building for like six months. It's my first time back and I've missed it so, so much. Just coming through the doors, just feels great. It's weird. And we know we're all COVID negative. Yeah, because we have to have a test before we come into the building. So it's all nice and safe and secure. Do you know it was my first one? Your first test? My first COVID test. I've been very fortunate. I'm touching with that. I've not had to have one before. Um, so I was a bit nervous because I don't particularly like anything medical. Um, but it was absolutely fine. Just putting like a bit of cotton wool through your nose. No, didn't like it. You didn't like it? No, don't like anything going up your nose. <laughs> Covid test or otherwise. No. Um, it was very slick though, I have to say, because I was a bit nervous coming in today. Obviously, I didn't know what to expect with the test and sat in my car and half an hour later got the results and came in and it's great because we know everybody's negative. Yeah, and it's great to have a testing site actually at Ravensbourne as well. So the students, if they need to come in and use the facilities, they can get a test on site. They don't have to go anywhere else. They just have to wait outside for a little bit until... They come in, which is cool. It's super exciting. And this is um, like so exciting that we're doing our first ever yeah. uh, Ravensbourne co- podcast, Ravecast, as voted on social media by everybody that follows us. So thank you to everybody that's that's got involved and named it. Do you, are you happy with the name? Well, yeah, considering all the alternatives that we had. was um, There were some shocking ones. Yeah, yeah, mostly came up by us. But um, yeah, I like Ravecast. Does exactly what it says on the tin. It's a podcast about Ravensbourne. So call it Ravencast. <laughs> and it took how many months for us to come up with that? Oh, but look, it's really exciting. And, you know, both me and you have, have been wanting to do this for ages. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're actually doing it, which is so exciting. We're doing it in the building. It's lovely to see your face. Mm-hmm. We did a pilot of this over Zoom. It's nothing like the real thing. I can actually, I can practically taste you, even though you're two metres <laughs> away from me. Uh, imagery for everyone listening (laughs) but it's nice to have some uh some human interaction because it has been a bit of a weird time and i guess we should just maybe introduce ourselves about what we kind of do here at ravensbourne right because everybody's listening is gonna be like well who who are these people yeah i guess so i'll I'll, I'll go first first, um so i'm lee uh i've worked in higher education for about seven or eight years um mostly in kind of student recruitment so the reason i wanted to start this podcast is to kind of help people going to university and, and bring ad- advice and guidance and information to their to their earlobes and to make sure that they've they've got somewhere they can go for advice and guidance that, that they can download and they can access in their own time and, and on their own terms and and just really kind of modernize this this kind of um, this whole journey through applying to university which can be really scary and really daunting for people so hopefully um, you know, over the, the coming episodes that we're going to be interviewing people, we're going to be talking about things. Uh, hopefully it's going to help some people. And, and if it does, then uh, I will be a very happy person. 
And don't forget those earlobes. And don't forget those earlobes. Um, and you, Jack. And me. I, well, I work in I work in marketing now, but I am a former student, so it's a bit weird that I was I was a student here all those years ago. 2013, I came here doing the foundation course, which is an amazing course. Now I know we're doing this to sell Ravensbourne, but genuinely from the heart, that is a brilliant course. And and I did that, and I thought, oh well, I'll be here for a year, do that, and then sort of toodle off into the industry, and and loved it and stayed and did the degree and I was doing the TV course, which was brilliant and then left and did a bit of freelance work and sort of dabbled my toe in it. And I thought, Oh no, I don't like this. I want to come back. I miss it too much. So I've been working like properly, like as a paid member of staff for nearly three years now, which is kind of bonkers. Um, but I like you when I, when I got into the marketing team, I thought this is, this is absolutely needed. Um, it's so nice to bring some kind of personal content, um, out there because Ravensbourne is such a fantastic place and I know we're going to bang on about this every single month that we do these um but but it genuinely is fantastic from the heart so it's really nice to to kind of meet as you say some some great students and great members of staff and and really focus on the interesting things that come out of our small and creative and specialist university okay Jack we're moving on to our subject spotlight element of the podcast and I'm delighted to be joined by my favourite person that has a pink fringe, Gabby Shiner Hill, um, who is our course leader for fashion buying and brand management. Hello Gabby, how are you? I'm well Lee, thank you for having me today. Good, um, thanks for coming on. Um, so it's been a challenging year, probably so much more so as a teacher um, and a lecturer, but what's it been like on the course? Um, you know, what's worked well in these kind of challenging times? And what are you most looking forward to getting back to? I was reflecting on this. So it's been a real roller coaster, I would say, for staff and students um, alike. I think what we've kind of got out of the last year is we've been really interested to see what students have liked about the online teaching and staff have liked as well. And recorded lectures have been a massive thing for us. And all of our students have fed back saying, please keep recordings, please keep going with all of that. Um, And that's been real positive for us. Um, And also the calibre of industry guests that we've got in in the last year, I think... The industry has um, rallied around some of our students and graduates um, and they've offered their time for free to come and talk to our students, mentor our students and also um, guest lecture to our students. And we wouldn't have got some of those guests if we had had them to come into the building. So having that being remote has made a big difference for us and our scope and reach within the industry, I would say. Um, I was also thinking about... um, the fact that students have really pushed themselves digitally so because they've had to communicate in lots of different ways with us and us likewise to them so voice notes audio recordings they've really had to um, push their digital work which has been really good um, and then the final thing which I think has been a positive is the beginning of our mentoring project which is where we're meant we've got our alumni who are mentoring our current year three graduates so we're just entering the matchmaking phase of that which is really exciting um, the main thing about things that I want to see the back of I guess or things that I want I'm looking forward to getting back to normal will be being back in the building with the students sense of community with the other courses with the other staff members and with all my students that's what I really want and sort of like we all play off each other and we get energy off each other so that's what I'm looking forward to um getting out and about for our students to see exhibitions the cultural spaces of London is going to be a massive thing study trips we usually go to Sri Lanka I had a trip to China planned which obviously got sidelined um even going up to the north of england to see burberry that's the kind of stuff we want to get back um our students back into the factories and back into seeing the supply chain i think that's really exciting and to try and get back to that 
there's some things that online can't replace like that community vibe and, and i often refer to raven's one of this creative ecosystem that, that everyone feeds off each other and it's like a, a jungle full of creatives and i just i think i can't wait to see that hub and that that buzz back in the, the building which is cool you mentioned a few students that are kind of killing it at the moment and so i wondered who who you might be able to talk about that's on your kind of ones to watch list and if there's any particular students that are kind of uh, ones for the future that you want to shout out uh, definitely. So there's a couple of projects. We have 42 students that are graduating level six this year. So there's a lot to choose from. Um, the first one is uh, Caitlin Denton's project, Kateri. So she is doing a streetwear to screenwear concept where she's actually digitally creating the clothes. Um, so the products will never be made. Um, it's sort of answering the digital fashion question at the moment where there's growth in the industry. Um, and actually one of her real focuses is around sustainability and one of the key points that she wanted to make sure is she wasn't necessarily making a new product that would just go out into the world and then end up in landfill. So this digital creation of products so that people can wear these garments, um, not just on Zoom, but digitally on your avatar is one of her concepts. Um, super interesting, very current, and we're seeing a lot of growth in the industry around digital fashions as well. Um, and then one of my other students, Shay, her project Equiterra, um, is, is actually sort of challenging the fashion's um, definition of the word nude. So nude might, the fashion industry might say that nude is this colour, but Equiterra was saying nude is all colours. She's really coming into her stride. I think term three, she's going to be able to push her project forward. So actually the creation of this project will be really interesting to see when she graduates in June. Um, one of the other points I kind of wanted to mention about all of those students is I'm really impressed with um, all of Level 6's focus on sort of like the wider cultural context this year. They've really brought issues um, that they feel are important to society and woven them into their final major projects, which is brilliant to see. It's such an important thing, isn't it? You know, preparing the students, getting them ready for jobs. And you mentioned there, you know, it's such a such an underlying thing throughout all of our courses being so aligned, you know, so closely to industry. But I think with fashion, that's even more um, apparent, really. So obviously brilliant to hear current students doing really well what about the what about those who have gone on you know previous students that have gone on to do really exciting things in the industry tell us about some of your most prolific alumni well um fbbm has some um real entrepreneurs that have come out of our course which has been great to see um so the first project is project panda by abeni one of our first um first graduates out of um, fbbm so she secured £10,000 seed funding and has developed her brand. It's a kids wear sustainable brand that wants to highlight the environmental issues. And she believes that children should be aware of those environmental issues when they're as they're growing up and should have a sense of responsibility around those. So Benny's doing really well. She's come back to us this year. She's asked for interns. So it's really great to see that we can actually help support her project going forward. She's guest lectured for our students as well and also provided mentoring and support for them. So she's doing fantastically well. Um, Amy Smale has actually developed her own brand, Odd Muse, which sort of sprung into existence in September 2020 and has gone from strength to strength. Um, so Odd Muse is one to watch, definitely um, a women's wear clothing brand who, who is um, making great strides. Um, and then really it's seeing that our students are sort of working their way up the ranks at the likes of Harvey Nichols, Liberty and Mr. Porter. Um, and also recognising the fact that there's so many changes in the fashion industry right now. So we've had students at Topman, we've had students um, at companies that have gone into administration, but I'm in contact with them and I've seen them and I've noticed that they're all just, you know, moving into different areas, sliding into new roles or starting their own projects as well. So I do feel that they've, um, they're really navigating these choppy waters of the industry really well. 
Oh, that's great. And it's funny that you mentioned Project Panda because I was actually on their website last night because my partner's expecting. Um, oh, congratulations. And we're buying some like products from Project Panda because I, I remember it from the degree show a couple of years ago and I just remember the, the concept and the and the vibe of it being really, really cool. So I was actually on that website last Aww. night. So it's, it's so funny to hear that. Um, and shout out to Zoe because she's carrying my baby. Yeah. Um, dad. <laughs> I know. He doesn't look old I've enough. I've got two. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I can't wait but equally <laughs> petrified for my entire life. Um so I can just I can hear the passion and the and the the respect and the love you have for all your students kind of and all your um, alumni and and I guess I'd kind of just want to know why you love working at Ravensbourne so much and is it them um you know what do you think makes us different from other creative universities? Um so well specifically for fashion buying and brand management I think we've got a really good community I really really like that about our, our course um, we're relatively small with like 50 students in a year group so we get to know them all really well um, and then moving wider and outside of the course our collaboration with other courses we're really lucky that we work with the design students and we're hoping to also be working with the promotion students going forward as well um, I find that just the, fa- the concept of collaboration, teamwork and group working is just embedded throughout our course and then throughout Ravensbourne, which means that if you do need something, you can just pop and talk to someone, whether you be a student or a member of staff. That's what we can do. We can sort of each talk to each other as, as much as we need each other. Um, and then really, I think the connection with industry, Ravensbourne has a very good reputation in the industry. And it's not difficult for us to reach out to a lot of companies and say, please, will you come and talk to our graduates? Please, will you support? Oh, I'm come and talk to our students. Please, will you support our students? And that makes it um, it means that we can actually just embed industry really easily into the course because Ravensbourne kind of like steps forward with that reputation. So I'm really pleased to be able to work here and be able to do that for my students. Oh, Gavin, it's so it's so lovely to have you on. Thank you so much for being part of our, you know, first inaugural podcast. I've got to just ask you before you go. Obviously, we're really hoping that this podcast reaches out to lots of students, you know, making a decision. It's really tough out there at the moment. And obviously, we want our prospective students to make the right choice, which we hope will be Ravensbourne. What would you say to somebody listening to this podcast right now, considering coming to study at Ravensbourne on the fashion buying and brand management course? Um, Well, I would say do your research. So do your research on the wider fashion industry. Understand that the fashion industry is not just three job roles you've heard of, which is sort of like design, buying and marketing, that the scope within the industry is is so wide. And we can see that there are elements of the industry which are struggling and elements of the high street which um, haven't been performing, but they've not been performing for a very long time. Whereas where we're seeing growth is within obviously content creation, online visual merchandising, um, digital styling, on all of these areas we're sort of playing into. So I feel like do your research. Um, We want our students to be, um, we want for FBBM, we want them to be curious, we want them to be informed, motivated and really passionate about the industry. Um, And really I would say is if if you're going to apply to fashion buying and brand management, we want to hear what issues you think are important and you think that should be top of the fashion industry's agenda because essentially we're training you to go into that industry and you should be sort of motivated and be able to advocate for their change in the industry and if we know what everyone's thinking and the direction everyone's going in we can make sure that we're aligning the course in the right direction thank you so much Gary. i could sit and listen to you for hours um thank you so much for joining us if you want to find out more about gabby's course um, you can find it on our website ravensbourne.ac.uk and we'll also make sure to put the bio 
uh, the link in the bio. Now, I am super excited about this next feature. Ravensbourne is known in the industry for producing some of the most talented graduating students in the whole of the UK and actually the world too. I'm talking David Bowie, Stella McCartney, all of whom are sadly not appearing on today's programme. However, Lee, we do still have a whole host of students who graduate from Ravensbourne and go on to work in some really exciting roles within the creative industry. And I think it's time you get to know some of our wonderful alumni a little bit better as we play Who Alumni. Who came up with that name? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't me. Um, so we're joined, we're, we're obviously in the Ravensbourne building today and we're staring at a lovely 42 inch plasma television with our chosen guest today, our wonderful alumni. And Lee, you can see Daisy, Daisy's here. Hello and, Daisy. Uh, I've been really cautious Daisy, haven't I? Because I'm very cautious, I don't want you to interact too much prior to this because I want to I wanna see how many guesses it's going to take Lee. So first of all, how are you? I'm well, very busy, but can't complain. Fantastic. And I can see that you're wearing your daisy jumper. Got to represent, just in case I forgot. You're looking gorgeous. And uh, we're going to find out all, you know, what you've been up to once we've played the game. But I think we should get straight into it. So, Daisy, this is how it's going to work, OK? Lee's going to ask you, he's got 10, maximum of 10 questions um, to answer. And they're yes or no questions. So you can only answer with yes or no. And within 10 questions, he's got to try and find out what course you studied here at Ravensbourne and when you graduated. Good luck. All right, so there's, you know, no pressure. There's only 10 questions. It is a lot harder than it sounds. And uh, Lee, I'm going to throw it, I'm going to go straight to you and let's get on with it. So what's your, what's your first question? This is going to be really difficult to get in 10 questions because I've got these two things. Question one, this might narrow it down. Did you study the same degree as Jack? which was digital television production. Yes. Yes. Right, so we're, we're one in and he's, he's figured it out already. Yes. Okay, that's, that's okay, Daisy, because, okay, he's got the course, but he's still got to figure out when you graduated. Because I knew you would go for someone on your course. Predictable, Jack. Always. Because you're probably still in contact with him. <laughs> Easy to get hold of for this podcast. I knew it. All right, yeah, yeah. Question two, Daisy. Um, did you graduate the same year as Jack, which was... Jack, 2017. 2017. No. And, you know, make it interesting, Lee. Don't go through, don't go counting through we'll the years. years. Don't say, well, was it 2014? I have to remind myself, actually. Yeah, I've got it written down. I'm prepared. Question three. Were you at university at the same time as Jack? Yes. Question four. Did you start university before Jack? No. I've been here forever, Lee. I know. I, um, you know. So Daisy would have started after 2015. He's really, really trying to work it out. I think I'm making this more complicated than it needs to be. Question five. <laughs> did you graduate in 2019? No. Question number six. I'm gonna to have to go through the years now. Did you graduate in 2017? No. No, that's when I graduated. Oh, wait. You've wasted a question. You started off so well. Now you've wasted a question. So you've got seven. You've got two more. Question eight. Did you graduate in 2018? Yes. 
She did! Yes! yes. Do you know what, Lee? For the first attempt at this, oh, you know, yeah. disregarding the pilot that we made to try and get this all signed off, um, you did very well. You did Thanks. you did that in eight guesses. You know, first one, and you got the course. I got lucky with the first question. You Because it could have been anyone. If, I, if, if Daisy didn't say yes to that first question, I'd have probably been stopped. Daisy, listen, it's so lovely to see you. What, what have you been up to? You graduated in 2018. Unbelievably, that is three years ago now, which makes me feel really old. And I haven't seen you properly since you graduated. I really miss you. Um, what have you been up to? What are you doing right now? So right now I'm working as a freelance casting researcher. Um, at the moment, I'm working on a BBC One show. I can't, uh, for legal purposes, tell you what show that is. Since leaving Ravensbourne, um, I have had a lot of wonderful experiences in the television industry. Um, some of my highlights, you know, I've worked on programmes um, on all kinds of genres. So from entertainment, reality, documentary, education. I'm just trying to get my finger in all those pies, if you know what I mean. Daisy, I, I follow you on Instagram. We haven't seen each other for a couple of years, but I, I know you literally go from one job to another you've done so well you've been so successful what's been your and um, you know excluding your current role what's been your favorite job you know since you've since you've left us i would say my favorite has got to be one of the most fun and wacky um shows out there which is e 4 the sex clinic um for multiple reasons i'm sure you tried <laughs> to sign me up to that at one point and i was having none of it I've, I've tried I've tried to sign everyone and their dog up to that show um but that's what makes my job so wonderful I could be working on something about um SEX one day and then working on something about divorce or, or building that the next so it really is um zero to 100 real quick and Daisy you're still I'm assuming you're you know looking at your zoom background you're still you're still working from home so what's and I know you've recently moved you're, you're living in Manchester now which looks fantastic love Manchester shout out to all of our our northern fans um so what's that what's that been like you know continuing to work adapting still working in the television industry but working from home what's that been like i won't lie it's not been easy um but i know that like a lot of people are still in this situation and i think the beauty of television is being able to kind of move from office to office location to studio and i haven't been able to enjoy that um which has been really difficult but, you know, having Zoom meetings and having those Friday night drinks, you just try and make it as, as normal as possible, um, I guess. But it's definitely been a tricky one, but I cannot complain. I've been, as you said, I've kind of gone from job to job. So um, I've been very, very lucky. The only thing I was going to just pick up on was, you know, how, how easy is it to cast for a show like The Sex Clinic? Do you have people queuing at your door going yeah I'll, I'll do that I'll get my bits out on national television or do you have to really sell it you know what it really depends like with the sex clinic it, uh, our demographic was 18 to I don't know 29 30 uh, our rule was you know if you were in your 30s you had to look like you were under 30 probably shouldn't say that but here I am um and I don't want to know which part needs to look under 30 <laughs> that's that's for sure um yeah I think it really depends. I think, you know, obviously I, I worked on the first series that was called um, The Sex Something and then it turned into, that basically it's had lots of different variations and I think like obviously when you first start out on a programme, you don't really know how to target these people but then you really get the kind of tricks of the trade, so to speak. You know the areas to go to, you know the kind of different social media outlets to post on um, but sometimes it is just pure luck Um quantity over quality sometimes but again it all just kind of depends so yeah 
it absolutely makes a TV show. You know, when you when you get that character, you know, it's, it's what makes it, isn't it? So um, for sure. And, and obviously, Daisy, you know, I mentioned earlier, you've been from job to job and you've done really well. You've done really successful. And, and a lot of that is because of you. And, you, you know, you said your confidence grows and you're just that type of person that just I just always knew you were going to do so well. But do, how does how does having a, a degree from Ravensbourne also help that you achieve that and kind of push your ambitions to reality? That's a really good question. Um, my time at Ravensbourne was so varied. And I think the, the beauty of a course like digital TV production was being able to go from, um, you know, light to camera action, the, the, the kind of um, operation side, um, to then going into production, having that experience in the, in the gallery and being given different briefs. So it was almost like we were working in the industry before we even kind of got to work in the industry, if that makes sense. And we were always encouraged um, to kind of go out and, and find our own work as well but had fantastic support so I think uh, that's obviously a big part of of why a lot of um people who graduated I think from Ravensbourne and from the TV course specifically have done really well in the industry because we're given those tools from literally the day that we start the course um and I think another thing as well is Ravensbourne is so well known within the industry um I've, I've had you know jobs where they've gone oh you know what did you study and I'll go oh I, I studied TV where'd you go Ravensbourne fantastic like they, they ultimately kind of like light up because they know that you've had um a really good kind of training for the job before you've even started so it definitely sets you at a good pace um for the industry so they've got that confidence in you that you can talk the talk and walk the walk even as a graduate I guess something like that yeah walking the plank at times <laughs> Daisy what do you, you know what just kind of wrapping up a little bit you know what what do you say to somebody listening to this podcast thinking of coming to Ravensbourne, thinking in of studying digital television production, what, what would you say to them? I would say go for it. Like I didn't lose anything from, from applying or, or coming to the open days. It was all, it was really eye opening for me. I don't think I really understood what the course would be until I really did it. And I was immersed in it and I was surrounded by all of my lovely, um, uh, kind of well friends now still keeping in touch with them and, and everyone is doing so well in the industry so I would say um do your research that's obviously a big part of it but really just you know Ravensbourne is such a safe space if you do have any questions or any kind of queries about a course like everyone was so helpful so um I would say go for it you will you, you won't regret it I don't regret it at all oh Daisy and who do you miss the most do I have to say Jack Brown or you have to contractually say Jack Brown, yeah. Jack Brown, of course. Um thank you so much for being with us, Daisy. I'm so glad to to see you doing so well. I always knew that was the case and thanks for being on who our very first edition of Who Alum Nine. It was Daisy. You've set the benchmark now, Daisy. Just to put it out there whilst I'm here, please do follow Daisy Castor on Instagram. Um <laughs> If you have any questions about the TV course, you know, just drop me a DM, slide in there, and I'll uh, I'll do my best to help you out. Who knows? You could be appearing on the next series of E4's The Sex Clinic. <laughs> well, there we have it. So great to hear from Daisy. Uh, we'll have more Who alumni in the next episode. So, last but by no means least, it's time to get social as we meet the very best of Ravensbourne. Today, we're delighted to be joined by creative computing student Ola Wale, or Ola, uh, to talk about one of our brand new courses, Creative Computing, and the experiences he's having on it. Hello, Oluwale, how are you? Hello, hi, I'm fine, it's great to be here. Great, so you're in the Creative Computing 
course, which is part yeah. of our new computing department. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what it's been like being a, a creative computing student studying in a global pandemic? Yeah, well, for me, I had to make the best out of the whatever situation I was in. So um, it's really been an eye opener for me because I didn't know I would be given the chance to study creative computing or something I would like because I do come from a creative background. But to see that I would I'm just as skilled in gaining as much knowledge in all the topics we've been um, we've been taught. So um, it's really been a good experience for me. I'm really enjoying the experience. And even though we did have a lockdown, we still had access to um, an incredible knowledge of trying new things and seeing how computers work, which was which is good for me because I didn't I didn't know nothing about our computers. Where it was just like magic before. So so you coming from a creative background then more so than a computing background and so you're having to kind of learn the computing elements yeah time. i was more of a kind of a writer script writer mm. and i thought that was the only creative thing i could do but be, with the experience and the help of the university um i've been able to really focus and divert in all a different arrays of creativity that i didn't know i could be good at so that was, um, it's been a wonderful experience so far. And the lockdown wasn't going to stop me, to be honest. So, yeah. That's good to, that's really good to hear, Olo. And it's, it's lovely to have you on um, the first episode of our podcast today. Now, I I found you uh, on LinkedIn. We follow each other on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, great to, great to properly meet you. And I know the thing with that is, you know, I've seen how active you are on LinkedIn um, and you're very brilliant at kind of updating your profile and kind of sharing the experiences that you're having on the course and stuff that you're making and creating. And and for me, who doesn't know much about the courses, you know, it, it looks futuristic. I mean, it looks fantastic. So why do you love your course um, so much? And what are the types of things that you get to do day in and day out? Um, first of all, like you said, it's futuristic. So if you, anything that has to do with the future is entertaining and intriguing for me. And also the area, the university is Greenwich. Really, I live around Greenwich, just around the river as well. So it's very inspirational. The buildings, everything is just full of creativity. You have to be futuristic. <laughs> so that is one of the things that um, has also inspired me. The fact that I'm in the area as well. And the uni is in a creative hub. I think Greenwich, the buildings, everything is very technological, so advanced. And the things we've been doing in regards to the course is um, 3D modeling. So if you check my real LinkedIn, there's a lot of um, creating stuff, you know, like the buildings, like the things I see around me, you know, we've done um, augmented reality, which I really enjoy and just making things out of your imagination. Just, it's just the power of the Im imagination. So, and which I believe I've been blessed with. So um, augmented reality, machine learning, programming, Python, you know, JavaScript. Um, yeah, just a whole lot of um, stuff that we've been, visual reality, you know, it's been an animation, working on Unity, the game engine, Unity animation, and it's, it's been really lovely learning these things, you know, and I can't wait till we get back into the university, then I'll be able to really get access to as much knowledge as possible. I was just gonna, gonna say, 
in a very short space of time, it sounds like you've studied so much stuff like Python and, and all these programming languages. You've been exposed to loads of different disciplines in terms of VR and AR. And I guess, how is that? Um, how has that been possible? Like, did, how do the, the teachers kind of impart that knowledge onto you? Well, the teachers we've had has been great. Um, we've had um, Filippo, we have JB as well, which has been doing very well. So um, yeah, because my class were very interactive and um, the teachers with that energy, the teachers have been able to teach us what we want to know because we, we kind of research and find out what is interesting and what is capable of you know, making us feed our family or making us be inspirational to people. So, and the teachers have been on board to teach us about stuff like prototyping, you know, how apps works and they've been hands-on. For my course anyway, we've been, it's almost like we're a family and we get along well. It's been exceptional to be honest. So, and the teachers have been fantastic. have come on board to um, give us an array of knowledgeable, interesting stuff. Oh, and it's, you know, it's lovely to hear that you say it's like a family, because I think I think lots of our students will say the same thing, actually. And, and you know, because we're 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 blessed in the fact that we're not a massive university. We are quite small in size and comparison to other creative institutions out there. So, you know, you're not the first to say there is this real, really nice kind of community feel. So right, I think that yeah. that's great yeah. that you feel that as well. Finally, Ola, so we'd just really like to ask you, you know, we really hope that this podcast inspires the next generation of students. Knowing what you know now, you're nearly, you know, nearly at the end of your first year. What would you say to someone considering coming to study at Ravensbourne University London? Um, I would say it's a lovely area. You would be inspired. I mean, I've been inspired by the area. I've, even though I do live in London, I've kind of moved closer. Is a, and you'll be inspired by everything around you you know, the student, the community, the life, the energy, and it's a good space, you know, they've been really good with the teaching and getting, being accessible to students and listening to what students and state saying, because even right now it's been tough for everybody, you know, every institution with the lockdown and everything, but they've still managed to listen to what students are saying. And you'll be inspired as long as you love being creative, you know, if you love being creative, then I'm sure you'll make the best out of every experience, you know. Um, I guess just thank you so much for joining us. It's, it's lovely to have you on and, um, and hopefully we'll be able to chat again soon. Keep an eye out on our social media channels at Ravensbourne UK for our next hot topic. Well, that's it, Lee. We did it. We did it. Thank you so much to everyone who's downloaded and listened to our podcast. Uh, we'll be back next month with more shenanigans, if that's even a word. Uh, for more information about us or any of our courses, please do visit our website, ravensbourne.ac.uk. Thanks for listening. Bye.